0: I'm Chris Reback. This is Political Wire Conversations. Today, Tom Walker is going to set you straight on politics, liberalism, free speech, and more. Who's Tom Walker? You might know him better as Jonathan Pye, the liberal British newscaster, and that's in quotes, who keeps getting surreptitiously filmed talking off camera to his producer, Tim, who's back at the studio. Here's the YouTube video Tom posted two days after the Trump election. By Walker's count, it's been shown in various formats more than 100 million times. A quick warning, this Jonathan Pye loves to curse.
1: I'm not shocked at all. I've been saying this for fucking months, nearly a year. Uh, The moment you think he can't do it is the moment he takes the White House. Of course, Trump fucking won. What is everyone so fucking shocked about? Jesus, the media, the political elite, the pollsters, the markets, you, a drawer on the floor. How can everyone be so fucking stupid? Hillary Clinton... What were the Democrats thinking? Hillary Clinton. Don't get me wrong, I wanted Hillary to win. I'd personally vote for Lucifer over Donald Trump. Trump, the pussy-grabbing, wall-building, climate change-denying, healthcare-abolishing, tax-dodging, shit-spewing demagogue. How shit have you got to be to lose to that? Where was Sanders? Why wasn't he on the ticket? I, uh, I have no doubt in my mind that Sanders would have beaten Trump's... Trump, hands down. But instead, they chose Clinton, a candidate who's been cozying up to the banks and dry humping corporations for years, who is on record telling her corporate friends that you should have a public and a private persona. In other words, don't tell the truth to the plebs or you won't be able to rip them off. She'll do. That was the feeling. What did they think was going to happen? People keep saying to me, how did this happen? They're, they're dumbfounded, but it's so simple. The left did this. This is this is my fault. People like me. When are we going to learn As you can clearly tell from
0: that clip, Tom Walker is a classically trained actor whose sights were always set on Shakespeare rather than political satire. Truly, here's the backstory. For years Walker was a struggling actor right out of central casting. He waited tables, worked on jobs, took the acting roles he could, and then about two years ago, it happened. A character, a fast-talking, foul-mouthed, frequently frustrated newscaster named Jonathan Pye was born. Pye, or Tom, takes on the right and the left, but generally the left. He comes at them as one of their own, as you'll hear in our conversation. Pye, or Tom, is disappointed and angry at the hypocrisies he sees, such as liberals who should fully support free speech, but instead try to shut down so-called offensive ideas and look to safe spaces for shelter. For example, here is pie on university students and the censoring of free speech.
1: If you're offended by To Kill a Mockingbird because it uses language of its time that is no longer acceptable, if you can't make that distinction, then you're a fucking idiot and you have no appreciation of context and you have no place doing a fucking literature degree. And yet certain unis, they're putting trigger warnings on these novels because they may cause offense. How many times do you hear that? This was edited, censored, Banned because it may cause offense. I'm sorry, but no one has a right not to be offended because offense, it's, it's, in, it's entirely subjective. It's, it's bollocks.
0: So what makes Jonathan Pye work? We're clearly in a new age of political satire. From Pye to John Oliver to Samantha Bee and beyond, this generation combines research, insight, and cutting humor with the internet and digital distribution to build huge audiences while revealing social ills and political truths. It's really good work and really popular. Walker's audiences are growing exponentially, and he just finished a big U.K. tour with the show at the Palladium. You can check it all out at jonathanpie.com or follow him on Twitter at News. I caught up with Tom the other day as he was about to check out of his Los Angeles hotel, his first trip to the States. You're really going to like this conversation, a wonderful journey by a previously non-political actor from the English countryside who's become the one thing he never imagined, one of the top political satirists around. Tom, thank you. Thanks for joining me.
1: Uh, Pleasure. Pleasure.
0: So you're in L.A. now. What's going on in L.A.? Any chance we're bringing you over here?
1: This is my first ever trip to the States, believe it or not. Um, and uh, I, basically, it's been such a huge year for for m- me and my alter ego, Jonathan Pye. And I just finished a, a long live show run, uh, ending up at the London Palladium. And it, it's been amazing, but it has been exhausting. So I have just sat on a beach for a week in uh in the bahamas which is something i've never done well not the bahamas actually where was i grenada sat on my own so actually this is the first conversation i've had of any length with anyone for about a week so if it's really boring i apologize and a friend of mine recently uh, moved to la and i thought i will spend four or five days in la i've never been to la and that will get me back into work mode slowly but surely but i'm hoping uh, it's it's not it's not a working trip put it that way
0: Okay, well, I mean, we can set up some meetings. I mean, I, I, L.A. is all about setting up the meetings. You well,
1: I, I have one meeting today, <laughs> uh, but only because that's what you do in L.A. You it, take a meeting, it, so I, I'm taking a meeting at, at two o'clock. <laughs> just so okay. I say, I, just so I said I could, so, yeah. you know, I, I did that. I did the L.A. thing, but other than that
0: because it'd be ridiculous if you went back home and they said well Tom did you take any meetings and you said no i took no meetings i mean that yeah. would be that'd now be... i
1: can say i took one very important meeting I... which it isn't by the way but that's what i can say so yeah A-
0: And uh, how did how did you do with the extreme vetting? Did we did we stop you with extreme vetting or you got through okay?
1: I'm British. We we slap (laughs) customs people out of the way with our passport. Um, (laughs) No, there is. Let's be honest. As a white British male, um, I had no trouble, really. They ask you questions like they, they ask you, really, what do you do? i'm an actor really who are you visiting how long are you here for they ask you and the, the, these really odd questions almost to gauge if you're dodgy um and as, but as long as you answer them normally but no extreme betting. I, I didn't get a sense of that i mean it's um your customs are are, are stringent but you know that, that's fair enough.
0: But, but they let you through okay well they uh, let me through okay yeah. uh would, would they have let jonathan pye through
1: well, I don't know. I'm, sh- I'm sure there is a file on me somewhere. <laughs> um, I mean, the, the thing that I did with uh, I, the reason I've sort of came to the to, to be known in America a little bit was was my Jonathan Pye or my response to the American election. Yeah. Um, and yeah. that has been viewed, we've worked out about 120 million times. So if you think of think of it in that Sense there probably isn't a piece of commentary or um, journalism or satire or anything that has been viewed a, a single piece of, of commentary on that on that result that has been viewed more times than that.
0: Well, if it's 120 million, I, I'm I I think I'm about a hundred million of them. I mean that that was okay. that's that's yeah. where I found out about you. I mean that yeah, was yeah, so so. Absolutely. Take us back in just in case you know for the my three people. That, my point, yeah, go ahead.
1: My point with that was is that it is probably likely that clinton may have seen that or that trump may have seen that and trump probably would have liked it because i was having a go at hillary i wasn't having you know i've got 4 years hopefully just 4 years to to have a go at trump i think it was my one opportunity to 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 say the reason Trump didn't win, Clinton lost, because in my view, Clinton was an appalling candidate. She must have been an appalling candidate to have lost to Donald Trump would be my British from the outside opinion
0: anyway. And, that was, and you went after Clinton in that, Hillary Clinton in that, but you also really went after uh, Hillary voters and Democrats in general and, and, and liberals. I mean, that's a, so, so take me back for the three people who are listening to this, who don't know who Jonathan Pye is, who, who's Jonathan Pye? And then take me into what, what made that, uh, the, the Trump, um, uh, video, uh, which was titled, uh, um, Trump, how and why, uh, yeah. what made that one, uh, take off?
1: Okay. well, the genesis of Jonathan Pye was I'm an actor. Um, I have been an actor for 15 years and for most of that's 15 years I've been unemployed. I've been, you know, waiter, you know, or or in a call centre or, you know, uh, worked in a a bookshop for for years. And it was sort of the, the final throw of the dice, really. I couldn't. It's very easy. Well, it's not easy, but it's easier to be poor and without direction in your twenties. And then in your thirties, you kind of see your friends around you settling down. And then with forty over the horizon, I thought, I can't do this financially and mentally. I can't do this anymore. But for years, people have been saying, just make your own work. Then you go, well, that's very easier said than done. You've got to have an idea. And I'd had this idea for for a long time. Uh, The conceit of Jonathan Pye is. One one thing that I, it needed to be was easy to shoot, easy to edit, easy to film. And actually, you stick a guy in a suit in front of a camera in front of – well, the the first one I did was in front of our Houses of Parliament, but you could stick him in front of the White House or you could stick him in front of anywhere. You already know he's a reporter. You've set that up. The conceit of Jonathan Pye is, is that he says the news and then between takes – between him, when he's off air, he says what he really thinks, and he doesn't hold any punches. He's got a mouth uh, like a potty. Yeah, he swears, yeah. he curses, he he throws attacks at everyone. He's full of contradictions. He seems to hate everyone, and he's he is sanctimonious. I mean, he's he's not. Um, a lot of my fan base, you know, love him and sort of say I agree with everything he says. Well, I don't agree with everything he says. He's he's a character, and 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 that's how you satirise something. He can sometimes be the problem. Now, when it came to the American election, it actually sort of oddly, accidentally, but the few days before the election, I did a piece and it was about weighing up the differences between Clinton and Trump. And actually looking at why people might vote Trump, because there are things in this country, in your country that are, you know, are you pro-gun or are you anti-gun? Right. Are you pro-life or pro-choice? Now, now those simple one things can mean a many, many people vote one way or the other, no matter who the candidate is. So that would be one reason why people voted for Trump. Anyway, at the end of this particular video, Tim, my long-suffering producer, clearly over over my earpiece, asks me who I think is going to win. And as a dramatic button, I thought it would be interesting to say Trump that I think Trump would win. I didn't think he would. Tom Walker didn't think he would. I don't think anyone thought he would, really. I don't think he thought he would, no matter what he says. Um uh, so that was the st- – when he did win, that was the beginning of the next week's one. He said, I told you. I told you this would happen, and I could tell you – see it coming. Now, you said earlier that I had a go at Trump uh, – Clinton voters. Never, I've never I've never really had a go at voters. Um, it's it's – you know, I, I've, I've never had a go at Trump voters, really. I don't understand their choice, but I, I wouldn't have a go at them. I have a go at the candidate. But the, the problem with, with the Clinton camp or the Democrats are – were with this election, I think, th- they thought they'd got it in the bag. I mean, I can imagine that Clinton was, was uh, taking handover meetings in the White House a fortnight before the election. You know, I can I can see that. I can imagine that happening. And I think that complacency is what what lost. And this is something that why would anyone vote for Trump? And if you vote for Trump, you're thick or you're racist or you're, um, <clears throat> you know, it's just simply unfair and it's simply not true and it's simply not helpful. And we've had it a lot in the UK recently with us voting to leave the, the European Union that, that it might not be a choice that I agree with. But to suggest that however many million people are stupid or racist or bigoted is how you lose elections. And I, uh, and that was the point I was trying to make with the, with the Trump one is is that this was lost by Look,
0: and and what I meant, what I meant by going after Clinton voters is, you may, I mean, so Jonathan Pye is a liberal, I think. I mean, you tell me if if it's wrong. A true
1: liberal, a true liberal, a true Um, liberal, yes. And what I mean by that is, is we we have a phrase. I don't know if it's in this country. We have the liberal left, and it's not the liberal. And the liberal left is actually censorious, and it's um. You know, when, when I say I'm a liberal or that Pi is a liberal and I would consider myself on, on par with his politics, it's all about freedom of speech. It's all about freedom of expression, no matter what. Um, that's, those are liberal ideals. Meritocracy, that is a liberal ideal that is, that is being thwarted by, by the left because of, um, you know, things like sort of, Quotas, you know, and, and, and things that quotas of people that you should em- employ from no, no, it should be a meritocracy democracy. So we've just had a, a vote to leave the EU and all all the, the left, the left wing, supposedly in, in liberals are saying we want a recount. We go, well, if you're liberal, you believe in democracy and therefore you agree with the, the decision. Exactly the same with Trump. I mean, the minute Trump was voted in, it was like, well, he's your president. Because that's what democracy does. Um, so I, yes, I'm a liberal, and yeah. he is a liberal.
0: Yeah. But but he's and he's frustrated with liberals, and and exactly what you were just saying. I mean, you're just, you're talking about you know as you're saying this, I'm thinking of two of your recent pieces, um, the the marching into Brexit piece. Yeah. And which which is all around Tim asking, d- did you march? Did you march against? And I guess that there was a march recently and, and it was against the, yeah. uh, you know, against Brexit. And you're like, no, I, I didn't.
1: I didn't march, I didn't did march d- against a democratic result. You yeah. know, I mean, to me that is preposterous. It, it, so so in, you could argue and he's taking it to the extreme. The character is taking my point of view to the extreme. But the, but what he's basically saying is, to, is that March was anti-democratic. Because uh, rather than saying we we aren't we voted to leave Brexit, this is how we want to do it. It's going. We don't like the result. You can go well. Grow up.
0: <laughs> yeah. In, in another similar piece: uh, the fear of language, and and your whole thing about. And again, it's it's you you're really pointing having liberals take a look at themselves, but from the point of view of a liberal saying, you know, wait a minute, you know, you've, you've, you know, you've kind of, have you lost your bearing and, and is that part of what's driven Brexit vote? Is that part of what's driven?
1: We keep losing. The left keep losing. And it's not because, uh, you know, it's not because um, being able to afford health care. I mean, (laughs) some people in your country might disagree, but, you know, that, that is a, that is a left the, the National Health Service that we have is a left wing view there 's very few people in our country who would want to give that up that, so that the left wing ideals you know affordable education um, a, a little bit more of a balance between the, the extremely wealthy and the extremely poor i mean th- these these are ideas that are are left-wing ideals that most people could get on board with, but we keep losing. And it's to do with our manner, I think, this sanctimonious, preachy manner, um, whereby if – I mean, I'm writing one that that I'm going to film today or tomorrow. Because I've had it before where I've called Theresa May, our prime minister, a bitch, and people have gone, that is an appalling thing to say. You go, well, you didn't mind when I called – David Cameron a bastard. So just because the insult's are gender specific doesn't make me a misogynist. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? And yeah. and you know, g- g- fight the right fights uh, would b- would be you know where I come from. But I think that's where Pi is at his most powerful. Is he's always going to have a go at our horrible right wing government that we have in our country. He is always going to have to have a go at Trump. I can't imagine there there being many situations where I or or Pi would turn around and go. Actually, he did really well there. Is, I, I've, yet, I've yet to see an example.
0: Is Trump um, the gift? Is Trump the gift that just keeps on giving to you?
1: He is and he isn't. He's 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 self satirising. You know, you wake up and you read one of his tweets. I mean, most of most journalists on the planet will now get up before they open the paper. I imagine they'll they'll go on Twitter and go Donald Trump. That's what I do every morning. Uh, rather than watch the news, I'd go to his Twitter account first and go, "What demented nonsense is he talking about now? Um, you know, childish nonsense at 5:30 a.m. Um, you know, uh, I've, the I've seen is, it. The, the, yeah, the problem is it's hard to satirize. You know, he's going. How do you make it funny that at 5:30 in the morning the president got up and decided to accuse a of tapping his phone? Something that is just then and there demonstrably untrue how do you satirize it so so it's uh, and it's really difficult not to satirize them in the sense that sometimes i want to talk about british uh, issues or or there's always something at least once a week that could fill three or four minutes of, of of my writing, sometimes I have to just walk away from Trump for two or three weeks are,
0: are the leave are the leave voters and the trump voters are are those the same people to to you to 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 Andrew no, Jonathan
1: no, no absolutely not that um, they are too many people uh, on the left in England that that the, the brexit voters are you know, uh, thought of, I suppose, in the same way as many people would see Trump voters. Um, I mean, uh, you know, some people are naturally Republicans, right? Uh, Fiscal Republicans or social Republicans. And they're always going to vote Republicans. And they probably didn't necessarily like their candidate very much. But they're going to vote Republicans. Not all Republicans are evil. Um, Same same with us. You know, Um, a lot of people voted uh, to leave the EU because of because immigration because the media made immigration the thing but there are a huge amount of socialist left wing reasons why leaving the EU is uh, would be seen as a good idea for, on on principle and I, and I'm happy to acknowledge that there's many people in my country that are, I think it they I think they've made a mistake um, but you can't help uh, but you can't help but applaud someone for voting on principle. And um, so that's what a huge amount, a huge wave of working class left wing uh, voters voted to leave the EU. Uh, I don't think so many left wing people voted, to, voted for Trump, but um, yeah, no, no, no but, I, but, I, but, I, don't, I don't see them as, as, as comparable. Okay.
0: I mean, you know, certainly a lot of the uh, Trump voters and a lot of the ones who, who we're hearing about are one-time Democrats. They were the working-class Democrats. These are the ones that we, we've heard about in, in Michigan or Wisconsin or yep. or Pennsylvania. Yep. Um, yep. And, and, you know, they are folks who, uh, you know, feel that the left and that liberals and liberalism and the Democrats forgot about them. And maybe to yep. some extent... And I'll, to- and, I'll,
1: and I'll tell you what, what uh, and it was, it's the one line in the, because the Trump piece that I did was very, very long. The, the, what's so odd is that it went viral. And 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 I wrote that piece with with a uh, a guy that I quite often write with a guy called Andrew Doyle and we just went for it it was so it's 7 minutes long whereas normally they're 3 minutes long and and we thought well this will do no business because it's not a popular point of view and how how um, how wrong we were but the, the the thing that resonates with me out of that the, the line that resonates with me is that that a lot of people when you're poor and you haven't had a pay rise for eight, nine, ten years, you might have voted for Obama twice, but you haven't seen anything go up and your healthcare premiums are this, I don't really understand your healthcare system, but, or whatever. Um, what you wanna vote right. for, what most people wanna vote for is either keep things as they are, because I'm happy with the way things are, or, or they want to vote for change. Now, if you were an Obama voter and you were relatively happy even with his presidency perhaps, but you want, you want something to change now, you want something to change. Hillary offered no palpable change whatsoever, none whatsoever. That's what her ticket was: a safe pair of hands, same old. Now Trump, and this is the one. This is his one election pledge that he wasn't a complete lie. He 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 was change. And let's take. Yep, that's what you got. You it's a change. <laughs> the, 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 um, he's he's not wrong. Um, and having nothing. Um, if you if you feel you've got nothing and someone is offering you change, something's got to be better than nothing. W- I think actually many of those people will find out actually that's not true, <laughs> um, and things can get worse. And I think they will under Trump. And I hope he will get found out pretty quickly. But who knows?
0: Yeah. Well, it it certainly seems to be be coming out. But you're right. And I think you you absolutely. I mean, it's clear why that went viral, and it's clear why you know I watched it. 100 million times, although, you know, between you and me, I'm exaggerating just slightly. But it is why I saw it, sent it to 10 friends, turned to yep. my wife and said, oh, my God, you've got to see this right now. I mean, I remember it. We were, you know, it was we were yep. in bed, you know, and, in, in, you know, it's about to go to sleep. And I'm like, oh, my God, you have to watch this. And yep. it, I mean, it captured what so many people were uh, were feeling. I mean, that was yes. uh, that was really
1: the beginning. I mean, what was odd about it was was that a huge amount of Trump voters, um, I got so so much sort of, um, you know, likes and follows and whatever it is. Um, so it was quite important within the next few weeks to set out my stall because I had a huge amount of Trump voters going, yeah, man, yeah. Um, <laughs> this guy knows, knows what he's talking about. So it was very, very – I very quickly had to go, oh, no, 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 by the way, I am left. I am on the left. Yeah. And now when I have a go at Trump, I get a huge amount of abuse, um, you know, but, but I think it's interesting you should, you should say about, about, you know, um, you sort of talking about that, you know, the Trump vote is the reason they're voting for Trump. I think generally the people that are vocal about voting for Trump, well, yeah, you, there's not a huge amount you can do with them. <laughs> do you know what I mean? The people that are actually still going to his election rallies six months after he won the election. You know, the people that are going there and screaming and wearing the the Make America Great hats again. Those aren't the ones that we need to be persuading. You know, um, I think a lot of them are unpersuadable. Um, they've got their candidate. It's the people that voted for him reluctantly. Which is where the left can win the next election. Uh, But you have to engage with what their issues were. And if building a wall to them is a great idea, then, okay, it's a terrible idea, actually. But explain to them why it's a terrible idea and explain to them what you're going to do about immigration, Um, as opposed to treating someone who is concerned with immigration as a racist. If you shut them down with with that insult, you're not engaging with them, and you'll never get their vote. If, if their concern is immigration, let's talk about immigration then. Um, persuade them to vote for you.
0: And that is the hypocrisy, and it does occur on the left. Obviously, there's hypocrisy on the right as well. But you and in, in you know Tom Walker and then Jonathan Pye, the character is you know, Jonathan Pye is a liberal who is. You know, bringing out the hypocrisies, you know, with his brethren, with the with liberals and saying, wait a minute, if we want to create if you really want the change that you say you believe in, then you've got to embrace all of the kind of, you know, dirty and difficult aspects of bringing it about Um
1: to engage in the debate yeah. you have to uh, one of the things that happened with brexit i mean a lot of people think that engaging in political debate is having an argument on facebook well it isn't and they think retweeting um you know uh, some left-wing article is, is engagement no it isn't it's just you know you're just pinging it back and forth to people who agree with it but but um after brexit a huge amount of people that i thought were like-minded um wrote on their facebook page if you voted leave defriend me now And you go, well, there you go. That's how you lost. That's how you lost is by is by not engaging with people who were considering voting leave. And therefore, by virtue of that, people who were considering voting leave or considering voting Trump didn't bother discussing what they were considering voting. They just waited till they got in the booth. So if you say if so, you know, when Hillary said half of them are a basket of deplorables, well, then everyone everyone's going to shut up. Everyone who's thinking of voting Trump is just going to shut up and they're just going to wait a few weeks and wait till they get in the booth. And you go, well, basket of deplorables that. And th- that's where I'm putting my cross because yeah. I don't want – you know, I don't want to be insulted by my possible president. You
0: yeah, know? it's it's true. I was uh, at a dinner uh, last night with some friends. Uh, one fellow at the table happens to have been uh, – he, he's a Trump supporter. He's very mm-hmm. vocal about it. And mm-hmm. another fellow at the table who we didn't know turned out to be a really nice guy and mm-hmm. later on said – uh, wow, that's the first person that I've met that admits he's a Trump voter, which just says everything
1: about the bubbles what, what, we
0: choose to to live in, and and you know
1: exactly. But you, you you hit the nail on the head there, where you said he was very vocal about it. I one imagines I have this uh, imagination with this kind of fairly brash American who's who's going to just say what he thinks about Trump, and I think he's great for this country, and blah 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 and blah blah blah. Well. Great. OK. And, and hopefully he was p- pleasant about it and pleasant enough to he was. He was. Uh, he was. Un- understand that, that people vote differently. Right. But the majority of Trump voters are not going to be that bold and they're going to be quiet. Yeah. We call them qu- quiet conservatives. Mm. Uh, mm. You know, uh, the people that um, vote for them, but sort of, um, uh, you know, they do it on the quiet. Yeah. You know, people in my country, people that I hang around with, don't admit to being conservative. They should, and then we debate about it, and I can try and persuade them not to, but or they can, or they can persuade me. Do you know what I mean? That's that's what political debate should be about. Um, but it, it's it's a lost art, you know, and that, and that's why the the left are losing.
0: Yeah, the 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 art of persuasion. Uh, Tom, yeah. t- tell me about your background. You you actually were not, and you're sounding even. Slightly more political than I thought you would given kind of that – my my understanding from uh, having read just a little bit about you and things that you've said is that you you were not terribly political. Uh, but where did you grow up and, and tell me about your background?
1: Uh, I grew up in the West Country of England. I always, want, always wanted to be an actor um studied acting in Manchester um so sort of classical acting shakespeare and all of that sort of stuff and and that was sort of the the, the life that i led um i didn't really get interested in politics really until i, I followed the uh, i i found american politics a lot more interesting than our own politics because you could, there was a, a, an objectivity to it so i watched obama's rise to to power um, I suppose maybe in the, the, the administration, I, I started watching the election process there, but I watched both of um, Obama's election, uh, you know, i to the point of being a bit geeky, you know, of course, staying up really late in our time till three in the morning to watch the debates and all of that sort of thing. I loved all of that. And then um, I suppose as a, as a left winger, I didn't like it. Our last left wing government because they weren't left wing. They were right wings. But it was kind of it was a bit difficult to have a go at them because they were sort of your party, even though they weren't. Do you, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and then when the Tories came in, that was really interesting. We had a coalition government for a while Um the conservatives are horrible. I mean, they are absolutely vile. And they won the last election about 18 months ago and they won it outright, which was, again, another huge shock here. We expected them to have to go into coalition again. And, and then I started getting interesting, interested, really interested in it, I suppose. And then we got our, our left wing party. Became um, left wing again. It got a left wing leader who everybody hates. The media can't stand him because he's a socialist and, and Jeremy and Corbyn. Yeah, that's become a really dirty word here. I mean, and you know, it's like in in your country, liberal is is sort of seen as and and, and socialism. You know, that that they're often in your country sort of thought of as we were a bloody commie. You know, um, whereas you know the idea for me that we've got a left wing opposition party with a left wing socialist leader to me was it seems like a good idea. But but and that sort of got me into it. But. But the Jonathan Pye character was never meant to be political. It was just the first one I did was about Jeremy Corbyn and politics, and then the second and third. Then then there was an altercation between our then prime minister and a pig. I don't know if you ever heard about that. That was clearly untrue, but it was too juicy not not to have a go at And After three or four of them, one of them went viral, and it was the politics that was the hook. So I very quickly had to know what i was talking about you know um
0: were, were your parents political
1: no not at all um so i mean i come from a background where no one in my family is particularly arty or certainly theatrical or actors or anything like that uh, none of my family are political although to be fair my, you know my, my dad is a uh, you know a telegraph reading tory voter um and i'm the exact opposite and actually my my dad and i are uh, I, my dad was always one of the few people I could sit around the table with him and we could have a political discussion and never raise our voice. Do you know what I mean? And have an actual discussion about persu- and persuading, yeah, but dad, what about this? And he'd come back and go, yeah, but I think you'll find. And and, and a bit of back and forth. So I suppose in that respect that that, that was sort of formative. And this idea that, that people are always going to have different ideas to you. But, I, I you know, I've, I've had to uh, – yeah, it's been a baptism of fire because I am now – it's taken me a while to accept I am now a political satirist. You yeah, know, yeah. how did that happen? But I think maybe not being so involved in it, 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 it gives me a, a, a light a, – hopefully a lightness of touch to it.
0: Did, did the, the – yeah, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead.
1: Yeah, no, no. Carry on. Come
0: on. Did, did, the, did the acting training – how I mean is that is that part of it? I mean, you, were, you you just said you're now a political satirist. Well, every description I've heard uh, from you in this conversation and that I've read, you know, you say about yourself previous to this is, um, I'm an actor. You know, I'm I'm, I'm just an
1: actor. I, that's how I always describe myself, and it's just because we're having this discussion. But I never describe myself as a satirist. I don't even. I rarely refer to myself as a writer, even though I write the, the material. But but um, the, the aim is to be an actor, and and I'm in, I'm loving this this moment that that I have with Pie, and I imagine it will last a few years. But the ultimate aim is is, is to be working on someone else's script, or you know, or, or taking Pie to television in a, in a more dramatic way rather than uh these sort of weekly specifically satirical pieces um yeah uh, i mean i'm enjoying the politics the problem is 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 that you know with trump with brexit with it's it's relentless because by virtue of the news by virtue of politics it is relentless so i mean i've had a week off uh, now um and it's really weird opening the paper i deliberately went off social media i checked the bbc news website twice just to make sure that trump hadn't started armageddon and that was it you know i gave myself actually over the week 3 20 minute sections where i would just quickly read a you know fairly generic news website just to double check that no- nothing nothing terribles happened that, that i should respond to but also that's the other thing i'm getting used to thinking i don't have to respond to that you know we we had i was well i was Ten minute walk away from the attacks in London the other day. And I just thought I don't need to comment on that. You know, it's political satire. I don't I don't need to write three minutes on a madman in a car, you know, killing people. It's not, you know, it sometimes it's been appropriate with the Paris attacks a year or two ago. I did a whole piece about that. But. You know, I'm getting used to the idea of going, I don't have to comment on everything. So, I mean, this piece I'm doing this week is one of those sort of ones about sensitivity of language. It's not necessarily about anything particular in the news. And, and I want to kind of play with that a little bit more, I think, you know, um, keep it simpler in some respects.
0: And, and riffing off of the one that you did uh, on language a couple of weeks ago. I mean, that continued yeah, theme. I mean,
1: and these, are, these are things that really concern me and are really important to me. It's happening a lot in American universities, This sensitivity uh, of, you, you know, it's grow up, grow up. It really is. You know, it's a word. It's a word. Don't don't worry about it, you know, and if you're offended by I mean, there's a there's a British comic um, Frankie Boyle. I don't know if he's made it over uh, over the stage and he I mean, I, I think he's great. But he's very near the knuckle. There is no subject that is, that is, is um, you know, off <laughs> off limits. And I don't think I don't think there should be, you know, with, with comedy. Ricky Gervais said it the other day, asking the question, um, is there a subject I can't joke about? It's like saying, is there a subject I can't talk about? And I think I think that's really true. But anyway, I went to see this Frankie Boyle guy live. And on two occasions, there was a moment where I went, oh, Oh, and like this general sort of physical feeling of offense. And um, and then, of course, everyone around me is laughing. And then another time there's something offensive he says that I laugh at and the guy next to me, he's there going, oh, and you go, it's personal. It's a personal opinion. And me being offended by that joke, that's something to do with me. That's something within me that finds that offensive, not what this artist who has written this joke to cause a reaction um, it's not his fault, it's not his problem it's mine. Um, but I think this offence culture that we live in is is, uh, is dangerous, you know, it really is and, and and people sort of, everyone at the moment is a Nazi, you know I hear it all the time about Brexit voters, oh, you know, oh, you know Nazis. It's like, do you know what the Nazis did? They didn't vote to leave the EU. Um, they were doing something entirely different. <laughs> yeah. Let's be honest. You know, do do
0: you feel it? Sounds listening to you now. Um, is this almost an education? And I don't mean about the pol- the politics or or the social stuff. I mean about. Comedy and satire and the art and this part, this part of acting that I don't know. Maybe you did study as part of uh, your time in drama school and your time, uh, you know, as an actor pre Jonathan Pye, But are, are you learning about the art of satire and comedy and what is humor and where is the line and and, and what is it about the tension of you know language versus you, you, restrictive language versus free speech and safe spaces versus oh just grow Mm-mm. up. Um, it, it, is this a, an education for you?
1: This is an education, I, I, I suppose. With regards, to, I mean, I've learned a lot about the left, you know, because my fan base is the left, and and I didn't have this view of the left until I started engaging with them. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Um, and and there is a, there is a real problem that you know I get it. I get it. A huge amount people that say things like I, I agree with everything Jonathan Pye says, you go, well then you're mad. And then the next week you'll get a comment going, I used to like Jonathan Pye, but what he said in this one, I totally disagree with I'm never listening to him again. And you go well there you go, you are part of the problem then. Except that 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 um so, so I, I mean I do try and rein it in sometimes. I am always aware when I'm saying something contentious. There was a line in the Trump piece that i andrew and i who, who i co-wrote that one with we, we we um we had a discussion and it's about if you don't like what i'm saying if you're offended by what i'm saying go back to your safe space it was something like that yeah and yeah. that the, that was the line we knew was going to be contentious but the idea that you don't that people don't understand that that's authored and it's there to cause a reaction and it's there to make you think, you know, with regards to it being an education about comedy, I, I suppose it is. And that's something that, I, you know, it, 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 I, I want to start making it funnier. Um, I don't want to, I don't, you know, it, it, I've, I've, there, there have been stages where Pi week on week, it, it seemed like a lecture you know and and a lot of people enjoy that i suppose or oh, i've learned a lot about this week but you know go, it's got to be funny it's got to be funny and 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 um uh, and and i think the way to make it funny uh, to keep it funny it, is to to uh, rely on my acting experience and it's about and comedy is about rhythm it's about the way you say something you know i mean i the, i can't think of a single script that that um that that's been written for Pi. Where on paper it's that funny. It's it. it should be in the performance, really. Yeah.
0: T- tell me quickly. on I'm curious as well on the business side because you're you're an internet. You, you know, you it's gone viral. You know, uh, you, on your Twitter followers you got over fifty thousand. You've got nearly a million Facebook likes. YouTube, forget about it. You know, a couple hundred thousand yeah. followers. Yeah. And and yet. In, in shameless plug, people can for uh, six pounds ninety nine, you know, buy the uh, um, "You're Live at Shepherd's Bush Empire" show right at JonathanPie.com.
1: I never, I would never have shamelessly plugged
0: No, that. no, no. I knew you wouldn't, which is why I did it for you. You, you see, you're, you're a shy fellow, and you you wouldn't have done that. But, but um,
1: no, no. I mean, what is odd? This is the learning curve. Um, you know, not the writing, the satire, the comedy, the the acting. The learning curve is now. I I basically, in effect, run my own. Company company yeah and and it is an opportunity for me personally without being vulgar to hopefully uh, carve out a career and a living for the first time in my life so it's important to me and that's a huge amount of pressure but it's but how do you make money out of being a social media star well the the quick answer to that is you don't you don't make money um but you can use facebook to so i just went on a on a tour, a one man show tour which which was never the intention but it went really really well and it started off as a, sto- a small tour then it got bigger then it got bigger and then it ended up huge Huge and ended up at the Palladium, which is probably our most famous theatre in, in Britain, which is an amazing achievement. But in answer to your question, that's how I made money. Now, with regards to the Palladium, when, when we booked that out, my agent said, that's great. You can sell those tickets for 60, 70, 80 pounds. I was like, I'm not doing it. They're 20 pound tickets all in. He's like, well, that'll be the cheapest thing that's ever been in the place. Like, good, <laughs> good. One that'll help sell it out, but two, um, you know, it's Jonathan Pye. I can't be seen to make money out of it by virtue of the type of character that he is. But but I have made some, a little bit of enough for me to go and sit on a beach for a week and spend four or five days in LA. You know, it's, it's not it's not big money, but um, enough money for me to have a nice holiday and pay off a couple of credit cards. And but that's the plan, I guess. So. Yeah. So I will be touring again uh, next year because I guess for the time being, that will be how I can support myself whilst doing these weekly things that, that yeah, in effect, that well, they don't earn me any money at, at all. Well, know?
0: as a consumer of, of your content, I certainly don't want to uh, bring up any talk of, of subscriptions or uh, paywalls or anything like that. That's not in my interest, but
1: um, – I just I don't think I don't think it's in my interest really either, because I, I think actually, you know, uh, uh, yeah, people could pay for the content. That'd be great. But actually, the the power of the Internet is is getting pie known, yeah. you know, and yeah. actually if I mean, actually how this happened was someone stole something I made and put it on their Facebook page as their own. And that got, you know, 10 million hits or something. And you go, well, thank God they did that, because that's how I got where I am today you know um, have you seen the live show
0: by the way I, I saw the trailer no it, you you're charging six pounds 99 for it come on how, how am I going to see that
1: Jesus okay,
0: <laughs> no, <right. okay>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, I, I saw the I saw the trailer and I'll, I'll download the show I'll download okay, it, it okay. Uh, it's
1: 99 from my website uh, uh, damn I did the shameless plug
0: yeah That's no right. it's uh, and and it's great for you. Let, let me ask you um are, are your are your parents are they still alive
1: Yes, they are. Yeah.
0: What do they think?
1: What do they think? Um, uh, they've always been very supportive, um, but they're not sort of, you know, uh, pushy parents in that respect. They've just they've always been very supportive. I think they've always been very worried, I suppose, over the last 10 years that you go, why has my son got no money? And um, it seems to, you know, it's it's, it's, it's a hard Life. I know it's, well, people have a lot harder lives, trust me, but it, it is, it's, a, it's difficult mentally to know what you want to do with your life and not be able to do it. And that's what has happened to me for the last 10 years is all I've wanted to do is be an actor and, 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 and earn a, a, an OK living from it and it's really really difficult. But that said, you know, my parents it's quite odd the palladium you know is a big room and that was the first time they've been in the same room for for over a decade um on opposite side not that they you know they get on fine you know they're divorced but um but so you know I had um, Mum in the royal box at the Palladium, my dad in a box over there at the Palladium. So, I think I think they're warming to the idea. Should we say that? Because uh, and they, and they are so genuinely happy that that, uh, that that a modicum of success for the time being is upon me. And you know, like I say, it's not my dad's politics. My mum doesn't really do politics. It's not it's not their cup of tea. And I don't think jo- Jonathan Pye, let's face it, as a thing is an acquired taste. Um, it's not to everyone's taste, certainly. But they are. They're genuinely happy for me. I know
0: they are. That's terrific. You you sound like you're uh, you're enjoying the ride, and and yeah. it, it sounds as well. And you tell me if I'm wrong. I mean, you earned it. You didn't. This uh, this this was a long time coming. And and you you know, I guess they can't say that Tom Walker didn't pay his dues.
1: I, I hope so. It's quite interesting in the comedy world. Um, I, I you know I hear on the underground grapevine because, of course, I've, I've done a, a very successful uh, live show tour. And I'm not a stand-up com- comedian, but it does sort of purport to be stand-up. It's a one-man comedy show. So I suppose it is, in, in some respects, a character stand-up comedy show. Yeah, a lot of people say, you know, he hasn't paid his dues. And it's – well, no, I didn't spend 10 years, 20 years doing the comedy club circuit – I did it in a I, I did it a different way, but it, it has been a struggle and it has been hard. And and actually, it's been it's what has been nice that this little bit of success that, that I've had for as long as it lasts was my was my doing. You know, it was it was an accidental success. But but, um you know, I made something myself that I wrote that I filmed myself. And look where I am now. I'm, I'm sat doing an interview in a hotel room in L.A. I mean, you know, t- two years ago, that was unthinkable. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm, I'm proud of it. I'm proud of the work that I've done. I'm proud of, you know, like I say, I, I write a lot of the stuff with with uh, a writer called Andrew Doyle. I'm proud. We, we wrote the live show together. I'm so proud of that as a piece of work. Um, and, and, and for as long as it continues, um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm happy to be one of britain's foremost political satirists which again two years ago would have been the most ridiculous things i could have said (laughs) but it's it's almost the truth
0: yeah well that's terrific good good for you good for andrew and i yeah i can imagine what your parents and and what your friends are uh saying the ones you know who would have thought well you know I tried to have a co- political conversation with Tom, you know, many times, and he never would have one. And now, look, he's, uh, you know, the. I, mean,
1: I, I would say that is the other thing. Is now, I mean, I would never talk politics because why would you? Uh, um, and now <laughs> I, I'm in the pub, and all anyone ever wants to talk about is politics. And and sometimes I have to sort of literally put a, right. There is a no politics rule from now on because you know. Because I do read up on it a bit more and, you know, I, I, I've got a lot that I want to say about Trump or Cameron or the state of our health service, but I'm trying to have a point. Do you know what I mean? I <laughs> like, uh, I'm almost considering taking up watching sport. So I've got something banal to talk about. But, um, you know, uh, I think, yeah, yeah, it, it, I, I've had more conversations about politics in the last year than I have for the, the rest of the previous well, I, Yeah. Previous years.
0: I did notice you worked Wayne Rooney into one of your uh, one of one of the pieces recently. Might even been, might even have yeah. been the uh, the the march on Brexit one. So mm. hey, you're you're working a little bit of sport yeah, yeah, in yeah. there, <laughs> um, Tom. Thank you, thank you for your time. Enjoy uh, Los Angeles. You got to go take that meeting now. You know, in, in L.A., everyone arrives to meetings late, so you, you don't actually want to arrive on time. I mean, you oh, knew shit. that.
1: No, I can't do that. See, I was so happy you you phoned me. Bang on time. And after, maybe it's a British thing, but at three minutes past, I'd have been going that. That damn yank. He's
0: <laughs> well. Then you you'll teach them I'm a
1: bit Impressed with your with your promptness. No, I will be there ten minutes early, like I am for every meeting. So, um, and if they're not ready for me, um, actually I'll wait because you know, um, uh, yeah, I've got nothing you're, better. You're
0: nice that way. Well, good good for you. In, enjoy the rest of your time, and uh, uh, we hope that you make it back here before. You know, there's a wall going up, so make sure you get back here uh, before the wall goes up.
1: Well, I'm, I'm coming from, the, from a different angle. Oh, that's you know, true. You'll um, fly so, over it. Uh, okay. I should be all right. Be all
0: right. <laughs> okay, good. Tom, thanks a lot.
1: Chris, thank you very much. Cheers.
0: What did I tell you? You can't help but like him. You can watch Tom Walker's pieces as British newscaster Jonathan Pye at JonathanPye.com. That's also where you can download the video of his recent tour. My great thanks to Tom for taking the time to talk and to you for listening. I'm Chris Reback. This is Political Wire Conversations.